This is the Fit Fun Father podcast with your host, Michael Sobkew. In the podcast, we dive deep into health, fitness, and the ultimate goal to be the happiest person you can be. Growing through adverse, challenging times to prosper through and take the learnings of the challenges we faced before and after and throughout our lives. People, this is an exciting podcast with a multitude of fantastic guests, topics, how-tos, everything you need to help improve your life one step at a time. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Fit Fun Father podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sobkew, and we are back doing a live Facebook Q&A. So the recording is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Mountain Central Time on Facebook. If you like the podcast, you listen to the podcast, you want to check me out on video, you're more than welcome to go to my page on Facebook and check that out. As well, I have a private group that we um, I post some videos in there. We post questions, topics, things like that. Uh, you can get into that as well. The link will be in the bottom of the show notes and then you can discuss whatever with other people the whole point of that group is engagement with everyone involved get involved say what's on your mind tell us how you're thinking i do read them i do respond to them as well um coaching let's talk coaching again guys uh one-on-one very comprehensive coaching i do not lay out here do this do that i really dive deep into changing habits making life a little more sustainable when it comes to our health and fitness, giving you tools that you need to move forward in your life. That is more important than telling you what to do because here's the practicality behind it all. Everyone has shit that goes on in their lives and following something is great short-term. Listen, if you got a short-term goal, something you want to achieve in a very short period of time, it's very cut and dry. It get me from A to B, no problem. If we're looking at sustainability over time, we want to learn healthy habits, why we eat particular foods, giving ourselves permission to eat other foods, knowing you know, calorie content, knowing how to read a food label, all of that stuff is included. 24-hour access to me through the uh, private WhatsApp group um, as well as I got an app. I use an app. I got an app, my own app. It's got a little fit. It's cool. I pay a lot of money for it, but it's all good because... It's service, it, the, the amount of things that you can do as a client on there, you can track body measurements, food intake, you can send me messages, you, like instantaneous stuff that's like, when I got into this in the beginning, I didn't have a coach, I kind of, you know, swam at the deep end for a little while, but boy, oh boy, technology's come a long way, so I'm really proud of that, really excited uh, for the app, anyone who's already a client knows or, or uses it, really good um analytics and tracking stuff as well so that's cool uh if you're interested in something like that you can dm me you can send me a message you can click the link uh in the bottom of taking my website www.fitfunfather.com and go to the join us button click that and then there's an application form a series of questions to see if this is something that fits between you and i because I think rapport and relationship is number one. And then we get into the meat and potatoes right below it. Get you moving and shaking. All right. Today, Wednesday. Okay. So uh, if I, I think I mentioned this last week. If you guys are, are still um, remember the patio work that we did last Saturday. I may not have done this yet. Okay. Anyway, so local company, free fitness. Uh, a bunch of personal trainers, they have the wickedest concept in regards to uh, how personal training gets done. Clients get to choose how they pay based on the experience they have. Uh, I think it's fantastic for building really good rapport between a client and a trainer, uh, which is the most important part, uh, of course, of the training experience. As you get along with your trainer, you build a relationship with your trainer and things um you know, and you can grow together. And that's why I want to get into that that field. That's why I want to do the in-gym thing. And once this COVID thing 
hopefully starts to subside or we kind of normalize our lives a little bit better. Um, you know, personal training for me is, is that's what it's all about. I just read an article, guys, and tell me what you think about the psychology about wearing a mask. Um, yo, what's going on? Um, the psychology about wearing a mask. So I, I'm kind of confused by this. And it leads me to believe that like a good chunk of the world is going to start making masks mandatory. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, and that's probably why I shouldn't watch news very often because we get into that mind of like, oh, people should wear masks. and people. Uh, it's craziness. It's madness. And they, they actually, I think it's a lot of fear mongering from the media side because then they show these studies that these researchers are doing when you cough or breathe, it goes like nine feet, 12 feet all over the place. I think we really, and again, this is a long-term thing. This is what I'm going to say because this is the space I'm in is like we all need to be proactive with our own health and really great social distancing, following the guidelines, doing those things are great, but there's still that chance that you could catch this. They're really telling you that. So at the end of the day, I always like back that up with, well, then just build your immune system, you know, eat healthier, exercise, walk frequently, try something different, move a little bit, take up kayaking, like the water's melted or the water's melted the ice is melted and there's water now and you maybe take up kayaking i don't know get on your bike go for a ride do jumping jacks in the middle of you know a busy street i don't know don't do that don't say i didn't say that i i renege on that one do the jumping jacks on the sidewalk while cars go by and then get them to honk for you put a little sign around your neck if anybody does that by the way send me the picture if you're willing to do jumping jacks on the sidewalk with a sign around your uh, around your neck saying, I'm getting fit for Fit Fun Father, and you send that to me, if you do that, I will give you I will give you a full month of free coaching. Like that would be insane if someone actually did that. I'd be wicked. Anyway. Jumpy Jacks in front of a busy street with a sign around your neck. I'm getting fit for Fit Fun Father. Say that a thousand times, would you? Could have made it a little more difficult. What else is new and exciting in today's world? Okay, so I'll go back to this uh, free fitness personal training thing. So anyway, they're doing a 30-day challenge for the month of May, which I think is super cool. And uh, I made this outlandish, crazy goal. It wasn't based on weight loss. Like, I, I don't... I'm fairly comfortable in my own skin and my weight just kind of fluctuates depending on what I'm trying to accomplish or maybe just because, you know, like I'm very self-regulated right now. And, and, uh, so I thought to myself, well, what am I going to do for a goal? What am I going to, what am I going to try to achieve? Well, I said, my goal is going to be movement. I think now is the time, especially if you're in, um, in Canada or somewhere northern where, you know, the winter kind of creeps along if you're, you know, from California or somewhere it's hot and it's this all year round. It's a little bit different for us. You know, it's harder to go outside when it's cold, bundle up, go for a big long walk. But now the sun is shining. It's great. So I this is my thing. 30 days, half a million steps, okay? 30 days, half a million steps. 30 days, 10,000 stairs and 500 kilometers on my bike. That's insane, Okay, that's what I did. 30-day challenge. I started it May 4th. Half a million steps, guys. I'm walking like 8 kilometers, 10 kilometers a day. I'm on my bike. Uh, as soon as this is done, I'll be on my bike for another 20, 25 kilometers. And then I do stair runs to boot. So, But it, 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 I'm trying to show that everything is possible. Everything, Any goal that you try and set or achieve or, or shoot towards is possible. It's possible to do that. So try that. Try and see how many steps you can get. It doesn't have to be half a million. Half a million is 16,666 steps a day for 30 days, roughly. I think I did the math right. The cycling part's easy. That's my game. That's my jam. I, I, I bike ride on a regular basis. It's not uncommon for me to do 150 kilometers a week. 
So 500, I thought, was a, a number. And the reason I threw 500 out is so I could get the other ones done. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Let's get into the um, questions. Let's talk about some of the topics that have been brought to my attention uh, through the Facebook. Of course, you guys have an opportunity to go into my feed. Um, I will post regularly topics, questions that you guys want to ask. If you want to ask them over the live, by all means, uh, just hammer out a question and, uh, and I will sneak it in there wherever I can. So we're, we're going to first talk about testosterone when it comes to uh, our males and obesity and overweight and what, what combination those two play in it. Because I think it's very, very, very important for one main factor, and I'm just going to say it, is your sex drive. So testosterone is the predominant male sex drive. It's the one that produces uh, all the male parts. It helps with uh, as well as muscle growth, bone density, things like that in the male body. All right. When testosterone levels are optimal, um, your ability to procreate, let's use it that way, um, you know, get in underneath the sheets, uh, should be absolutely normal, regular, uh, you know, at, at those particular times and you're ready to do that. I don't know how else to say it. When we get um, an abundance of adipose tissue or we start to gain weight, we start to get fat, what ends up happening is um, fat cells metabolize testosterone into estrogen, okay? So the more fat cells we have, the more we convert some testosterone into estrogen. So therefore, testosterone levels lower as you put on more body fat, all right? So it's perpetual as well, right? So the more the the more we put on body fat, the less testosterone we produce. Now the less testosterone we produce directly affects how much adipose tissue gets put in as well. So those both are very uh, perpetual. So um, the more you gain weight, the more adipose tissue you get, the lower levels of testosterone you have flowing through the body, which is going to make a lot of those decisions or your functions uh, a lot more difficult. Um, really important with guys. So, you know, the old thing with Viagra and we use Cialis oil as we get older, it's normal for testosterone levels to decrease. Yes, absolutely it is. But at what rate we have a decrease of testosterone is completely up to your diet and exercise. The more we regulate a good weight, body weight without a bunch of fat uh, or adipose tissue, the more our hormones are going to regulate properly. Um, sleep is a big one as well. Guys, I cannot say this enough. Girls as well, growth hormone. Um, it pulses through the um, thyroid and when you sleep, you, you get this growth hormone. It's for repair, testosterone, all these other hormones uh, running through your body. If you're sleeping three, four hours a night, and you're eating a bag of potato chips and crappy food the next day, again, that becomes perpetual. Our, our, we're going to have insulin issues. We're going to have higher levels of cortisol. We're going to have inflammation, especially in men around the gut and around the back, the love handles. Um, so I'm always going to go back to this. When we have a more healthier diet, when we put nutritionally dense foods in our body, we are allowing our body to function properly. Um, allowing ourselves to be how we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be eating bags of potato chips or high quantities of sugar. You know, I like the sugar cane analogy with like, if you were to eat gnaw on a sugar cane, the amount of sugar you would get out of it compared to what would be in a can of pop would probably take you months, right? It, it Like the comparison isn't there. You don't have the fiber, you don't have the nutrients with that. So we have these highly palatable, uh, hyper palatable foods we have these um, calorie, high calorie with no nutritional value in them, whatever. And it's easy because when we eat those foods, so think of this, your body's like, hey, um, I need to function here. I need to like, the brain's got to work. Uh, our, our hormone levels got to work. So wh where's the good stuff? So you eat another bag of potato chips, high in calories but you're not getting any nutritional value, so you're always feeling hungry. So this is very important that we do this. 
Um, and this is going to affect your, in men, when we talk about testosterone. I'm 42 years old. I feel like I'm 25. Like, I just did uh, 8K walk. I'm going to cycle 25K later. I did weight training. Like, people, I'm telling you, exercise is the fountain of youth. And then adding the nutrition to that is only going to make life easier. So I hope that answers the question. The next question we got from our lovely Facebook group is food intolerances. So we talk food intolerances. We're talking things like um, gluten or how do we know when we are having a food intolerance? This is a little trickier uh, and it takes a lot of work. It takes some consistency and it takes kind of knowing you and your body and then potentially, um, you know, having a coach and journaling to go through some of these things. So I'll kind of, I'll bounce in and out of what I'm talking about. So we look at things like uh, broccoli, you know, people have, you know, issues with eating broccoli. So there's sulfur in broccoli. So what happens is if you eat raw broccoli, you can get some uh, distension in the gut or you have a gut ache or things like that. So um, a lot of times I tell people when you get vegetables to at least steam them or uh, cook them in some variety of forms so you can kind of get rid of those. We look at gluten, obviously, as a protein we find in wheat and grains that... Um, a lot of people have intolerances. So if we're eating a bunch of food throughout the day, so the, the question really is not around all the science behind every food and what everything does to the particular body because that's just going to drive you nuts and really most people don't really care about that kind of things. But what we need to do is kind of take a step back, look at the foods we're currently eating throughout the course of the day. How are we feeling after we eat those particular foods? Maybe an hour or two after we eat those foods as the food starts to digest. Maybe it's right away. If we're feeling bloated, we're feeling lethargic, we're having these feelings, cue those feelings. And then what I try and tell some clients to do as well is let's scale that food back. Let's remove it from your plan. Let's remove it from your day-to-day. And let's see how that how you feel as, as far as that's concerned. So... We kind of use a process of elimination. We look at all the foods you're currently eating, um, and we need to be really honest and transparent when we do this, guys. We have to really focus on um, every little piece of food that we're we're, we're consuming, um, the calories that we're taking in as well. Because here's here's one I like to go back to this as well. We talk about um, calories in versus calories out, and there's this pro uh, this scenario where Someone's eating really good. They're eating eat really healthy. They got a food journal like, geez, you know, I'm like, I'm eating everything. I, I'm, you know, calories are right. I'm, I'm burning a lot of, I'm out doing my walk stuff, but I cannot lose weight. So you scratch your head, you know, it's, you're going back and forth. And, and what ends up happening is this person was drinking coffee and putting two cream and sugar in each coffee. They're drinking four of them a day. That's calories as well. That is part of um, your intake when it comes to, uh, energy. So if we're putting that energy into our bodies, we need to make sure that we're expelling that when we're talking um, gaining or losing weight. So that, I kind of went off topic with the food intolerance thing. It just kind of entered my mind, so I just wanted to quickly throw it out there. So we're going to use the process of elimination. We're going to slowly eliminate particular foods from our, our bodies. Now, I'm just a coach. So first thing I would recommend you do is if you have some intolerances, get some blood work done. Go see a physician, a doctor, and it may even require, for extremer cases, uh, a doctor referring to a dietitian. So a dietitian is somebody who can prescribe, look at a lot of the, uh, look at your blood work, have a uh, conversation with the physician, and then as a coach, I can work with the dietitian to help you navigate the behaviors, the um, eating habits, and keep you accountable to those particular things. So. Food allergies are very and can be very difficult to um, look for, but I think you need to be mindful of when you consume foods, how you feel afterwards. It's a very good starting point. Jot those things down in a, in a food journal. Write them down. You know, didn't feel very well. Had broccoli. Um, felt you know my gut was distended or. Look at your stool. I mean, I know we don't want to have the poop conversation, but the poop conversation is super important. If you're pooping regularly, you know, 
I can't believe we're having a poop talk. Um, you know, look at that. Are you constantly having diarrhea? Are you constantly constipated? Are you having bowel movements every second or third day instead of every day? Are you doing things on a regular basis? Are you having a regular bowel movement? Are you having, are you following those things? And I know people are, you know, a little, ooh, I don't want to really talk about my poop. But your poop is a very good indicator of your diet and how you eat. Um, you know, if you're always having diarrhea or things like that, something's off, right? So I always, again, recommend that if this is continual, this is happening, happening on a regular basis, that you do see a physician with those concerns and then bring that person all the information, what foods you're eating, what your lifestyle is like, what are you, what are you doing uh, day to day to maybe bring that on and then you can do the process of elimination the craziest thing with the human body is it's a big old science experiment right there's no set way to go about how you eat or what you eat or things like that it's always about just a fine tweak of this or that uh, understanding when we take certain foods in how does it make us feel how does it make us look do we get bloated do we get puffy it's not always easy. Um, that's why I, 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 th I like the coaching aspect. I like having somebody to hold me accountable when things like this happen to kind of guide me through that. Uh, very important. But if you're doing those things on your own, I, I suggest writing things down. How are you feeling when you're doing that? I hope that answers the question um, regarding food allergies and food intolerances and how do we decipher what foods are beneficial for us and which ones are doing us a disservice because a lot of healthy foods um, may not sit well people have intolerances to eggs and I think eggs are the powerhouse of all the foods I really do um, I think it's amazing uh, it has so many uh, good healthy fats cholesterol vitamins I, I would list them off but I can't remember all of them <laughs> um green vegetables vegetables of all colors I should say uh provide different vitamins and different phytonutrients that the body uh uses and functions very well on but again not everybody is going to um gravitate to eating broccoli right and he, and that let's really talk about the other part of things too sustainable healthy eating is going to be what you are willing to do so at the end of the day if you can eat a particular food that's serving you that's providing you with great energy great sleep and you can function and you have everything is going your way then then damn it good on you if things that you're eating are healthy but aren't serving you or not you're not feeling well if you're eating eggs every day and you're constantly on the toilet and you're bloated and you're gassy and your gut hurts stop eating eggs right see if that fixes it you know pull the eggs away and all of a sudden you know three days later you don't feel bloated anymore well we know maybe that's that could be the issue right take and here's another really important thing people we have to play with food intolerances is oftentimes it's a very long process. Don't eliminate four different foods f at once because you're not going to know which one is, is doing which. Take out one food item. Pick one. I always say pick one. Like, is it eggs? Is, is it eggs? Is it broccoli? Well, pull the broccoli first. Make this, okay, I'm, I'm done with broccoli. What does that do two days from now? What does that do three days from now when you're like, hey, I'm still feeling bloated. I'm still feeling lethargic, but I haven't been eating broccoli. Maybe then we pull the eggs, right? Give it time. Give your body time to kind of process. There's always lagging indicators as well when we when we eat foods and we go through those things. So make sure you're taking one item out at a time. Journaling, making sure that you're really focusing on how is those things making you feel. And at the end of the day, go see a physician, go see a dietitian to see if they can better um, pinpoint what it is that you are potentially uh, intolerant to.
Uh, I think that that's the most important. Those are the steps that I definitely would take. I don't want to get into uh, the probiotics and, and bacteria and, and all those things because I do think a lot of food intolerances need to be guided through that, uh, what's the health continuum in its proper um, way of doing things, you know see a physician, see a dietitian, go about it that way. Talk to your coach about how this may change your, your plan. Talk to your coach about how we're going to restructure habits, maybe particular foods like gluten, especially gluten. So maybe somebody who's a big wheat and dairy or a big um, grains and wheat person. Now we're eliminating a lot of that from the food. What does that new lifestyle look like? What does that, what does that do for that person, making that experience very positive for them? Uh, giving them the information they need to kind of transition out of that back into a newer diet. Because really, it's all about habit forming at the end of the day, people. It's all about making sure you're consistent over time and doing things that are conducive to your lifestyle um, is most important. Okay. Like I said earlier in the episode, you can get on a A to B plan if you have a particular goal i am losing 10 pounds and i want to do it in 30 days no problem we can throw a lot of the rules out the window to get you to that plan but the problem is at the end of the day once you've hit that goal then it's like now what right we play that what's next where are we going from that and and something that i learned with my own experience with with nutrition is i want the ability to know when I can dial things back, when I don't, what it's going to do to my body, how I'm going to feel as a result of it, and being okay with that process. You know, we talk about, you know, right now with all the stress and anxiety that people are feeling with COVID-19 and being at home, is that an, is that an opportunity to relax on your, your nutrition and your plans or throw all that out the window? I don't think so, but at the same sense, if you have the understanding and knowledge of why you eat particular foods and how they service you, then I think it makes the decision-making a whole lot easier. It really does. It makes the decision to do the things you're going to do a whole lot easier and more difficult at the same time because you know in your head um, that that particular food that you're about to eat is going to serve you other than functionally. Maybe it's going to serve you emotionally. Maybe it's doing something for you know, your anxiety, or maybe it's curbing, uh, you know, a painful event, or, you know, you had a close family member pass away, and you're, you're, you're going to remember, you know, the, the, the cookies that person made, or the, the, the baking, or whatever, I'm just giving a, an example here, and you may go back to that, but that's different, right, that's not, that's understanding that when we have a healthy relationship with food, we can make those choices. Not everybody fits into that category, though, as well. And I think it's very important to understand. Food is as, just as addictive and should be fit into a category the same as alcohol, the same as drugs, the same as gambling, the, the, same, as sac- the same as any of those highly profiled addictive um, modalities or, or thoughts or whatever that whatever it is that my brain just spit out. I don't know what I was saying. Anyway... Food can be addictive because we base what we eat on a lot of emotion and behavior and scenarios. When I go golfing, I eat a hot dog and I drink a beer. When I go to the movie theater, I eat popcorn. We're not eating popcorn because we're hungry. We eat popcorn because we associate popcorn with movies. And then we dump butter on it and then we dump all that. You know, this is this has got to be the hardest thing that anyone will ever face. Uh, especially those who are who are very overweight or who eat a certain way, is understanding that all of that food you're consuming, most of it, super high in calories, super low in nutrition. So your body, it's perpetual. Your body is going to always want to continue to, to eat because you're not giving it anything it wants. Um, if you were to have, you know, three or four eggs in the morning with a side salad and, you know, uh, some blueberries and blackberries... You may be like, geez, you know what? I ate five hours ago and I'm not hungry. Listen to those. Write that down. Eight delicious nutritional uh, 
meal this morning, um, you know, Coach Mike was like, hey, do this. And I'm usually hungry an hour after I eat. Now I'm not. Now I'm feeling really good about the day. I'm feeling energetic. And then you, you can you be consistent with those things. These changes don't happen overnight. They certainly don't happen from, we don't go from zero to hero like anything in our lives. We don't just dive, swear into it. We start to slowly make these adjustments and these changes. And then we transition out of those older habits and we create new habits. Maybe, and again, habits have to really fit your lifestyle too. When we talk about nutritional habits, we talk about intermittent fasting, we talk keto or not habits, but modalities around food. We talk, you know, ketogenic, vegan, vegetarian, carnivore, somebody, you know, I mentioned last time about blood type, you know, how is blood type related to diet? They're fad diets, people. At the end of the day, I will always be on the side of of someone who is willing to eat based on their particular routines and their lifestyle because that is going to be easier to stick with. The level of consistency is going to be easier to do. If I just said to you, do this, do that, but it's not conducive to how you live your life, you're not going to succeed with it because it's just you're going out of your way now to do something um, that is important and needs consistency. And then I talk support group. I I talk about support in the manner of the people that are closest to you in your life have to be on board with the change that you're about to make. And that has to be a conversation, whether it's a coach, a spouse, a parent, a child, a best friend, an employer, whatever that is to you, those people have to follow and be acceptant of what you're going to do and the changes that you're going to make. Because if they're not on board, and I see this quite often, you know, oftentimes they're the ones that are making the meals or oftentimes they're the ones that do the grocery shopping and it's like, hey, you know, what about me? What about my, you know, I'm trying to provide, I'm trying to cook these nice meals for you, but you're now not wanting to eat them. Before you get into that scenario, you need to have that conversation because those people, to me, are going to be your biggest fans. They're going to advocate for what you're doing. And they're going to help support you and be consistent. So it's very important that we have that conversation first and foremost. And as a coach, that's a conversation that I would have with you as well. It's like, are the people around you going to be supportive of the decisions you're going to make? That's going to make things a whole lot easier. Um, Maybe grocery shop together. Maybe pick a time of the day where you both can go to the grocery store and you both can agree upon the foods that you're going to eat and you know because here's the biggest part just because you have a particular goal or maybe you want to lose weight doesn't mean the people around you are feeling the same way um or want to follow that path and i know for myself doing this um you know as a career um i get it and I, and i've i've had to learn that other people do their thing and and they're not always going to be responsive to my um, advice or information that I come out with. Everyone has the ability to make choices on their own. And I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, it's really up to me and and my decisions. Um, But I keep that line of communication open to those closest to me as well. You know, I've even take... I've even catered my food intake around like my mom's Sunday cooking when we used to go over there every Sunday for dinner. Uh, I'm not definitely going to tell my mom what to make. You know, I'm not going to like, hey, mom, I'm only eating chicken. Like, that's it. No, I'm considerate of the other people in the house. But I make adjustments to allow myself to go in there and be mindful of, of the food that I'm eating. I can create, I can control portion sizes when I'm at someone else's home eating their food. I can be respectful, uh, you know, maybe when dinner gets served, like, no, thank you, I'm full. Um, Those things go a long way too. And if you decide to indulge and you decide to, you know, let loose a little bit, make those adjustments, you know, because again, this is something that's perpetual. This is something that's long-term. It's not like you're going to eat for five days good and then all of a sudden on the sixth day you eat shitty, you're going to be like, ah, everything went to hell. No, those five days are are still worth something to you. 
where it gets bad is when the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, the tenth day, you start to kind of decline on the other end of the spectrum too, right? And this is going to be dependent on your knowledge of, of nutrition. It's going to depend on your level of consistency. It's going to depend on where you've gone in your journey. If you're somebody who is very overweight, who is not responsible with their food eating, we don't go down that road in the beginning. We under we want to continually graduate from one level to another when it comes to our nutritional habits. As well as movement, exercise. Exercise doesn't need to be jumpy jacks on the busy street with a sign around your neck that says, I'm doing jumpy jacks to get in shape, fit, fun, father. Like I said, if you send me a picture of you doing jumpy jacks on a major street with a sign around your neck that says, I'm doing exercise for fit from father. Oh my God. I'll give you a free month coaching. I might even give you a free fucking year because that would be dope. That would be awesome. Not a lot of people do that. Not a lot of people can go and put themselves out there like that. So I might at some point, never know, maybe shirtless after I eat a couple donuts, get a little bit of bleh. No, I'm just kidding. All right, exercise, guys. It doesn't have to, again, we're not talking gym. We're not having to go from zero to hero. We want to slowly, gradually increase the the movement. Again, we talked earlier about the 30-day challenge that I'm in, half a million steps in 30 days, 500 kilometers on the bike, and 10,000 stairs. Why did I do that? That's nuts. But I'm going to do it. I don't care. I get it out of there. Uh, and, and I think for the most part, yeah, is it a goal that I want to accomplish and say I did, I accomplished it? Yes, absolutely. But I want to give people the understanding too that it's possible to get out there and move. It's possible to go out there and get 10,000 steps. I've got my 10,000 steps in and we're not even at 1.40 p.m. Go for a walk, you know, put aside half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever it is, three days a week, something you can commit to. This is very, very important. Don't give yourself something you're not willing to commit to. If you if you have that conversation, that real, real conversation with yourself, and you're like, uh, like maybe Mondays and Fridays, then that's Mondays and Fridays. That's that's what you're doing. You're just doing the two days. And I say that for the simple fact that it is going to be easier for you to gradually incline. To say, you know what? I really enjoy those walks Mondays and Fridays. I've been doing that for a month. I'm going to throw a Wednesday in there or I'm going to add time to it. The next thing you know, you're walking four days a week. That's how these things work. We're changing habits. We're changing behaviors. We are revamping the way that we um, you know, do things when it comes to our movement. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to try and run. God forbid, running sucks. I don't like running. A lot of people are runners, but that's cool. You don't have to run. You can still expend a lot of calories just by a brisk walk. All running is going to do for you is probably put a lot of damage on your joints that aren't there. Most people don't really know how to run. Most people don't know how to plant the foot. Most people, like running, I, I'll do a different podcast when we, when we talk running. From somebody who's done running, I, I, I'd rather cycle. I'd rather be on a bike or just a walk or maybe a canoe or maybe jumpy jacks in the street, whatever it may be. Something, right? Movement. Movement's good. Resistance training is fantastic, and I don't want to uh, downplay resistance training, but again, we're talking about, um, you know, right now a lot of people being at home, most people, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, aren't going to go out there and spend a bunch of money on a home gym. Maybe it's a resistance band that you can start out with. And by the way, if you guys are into resistance bands, and doing resistance band workouts. I've got some killer ones that I'm going to be doing. I did one last week. My IG story thing, it went on there. I tried to save it, didn't work. Pissed me off. But I'm going to do one. I'm going to uh, put up more video content, more exercise content, um, just to kind of give some people some different options when it comes to muscle building, um, function, movement, Things like that. Things that we should all just be chipping away at slowly. Creating more flexibility. Creating more movement. Your li- your quality of life goes up. Like, if you invest in yourself like you invest your money, unless you're broke. Like, well, okay, that's maybe a bad analogy. But it's a good analogy in the same sense. You're the. It's going to take you further. 
you know, if if you are constantly living in a uh, dysfunctional body, you know, hormone levels are down, you're you're overweight, you're not moving a lot, all the other parts of your life, your family, your career, all the things that you love and want to go and do, you just cut the time on that. And I think when we can realize that it's possible to be functional and live a long time. I mean, yes, we all get hit by a bus tomorrow. I get it. But, you know, we play we play the odds in any, anything we do in life. You know, we, everything that we do, has a, we play odds on, you know. You hope that when you get in your car and drive to the grocery store that every other vehicle on the road in the exact path you're taking has their shit together and isn't sleeping at the wheel. Because you may be driving well, but doesn't mean that somebody else can't uh, affect your day when it comes to that. And that's just an, uh, an example. Um, you know, job loss when we look at COVID-19. You know, who in their in our lifetime would have ever thought that we would shut the economy down and people would be stuck at home you know, a lot of people scrambling to where where they're not getting to get their next mortgage payment or rent payment or, or food or though that's real life shit. That's that's life. That's that's the understanding of you know being mindful of the tomorrow doesn't isn't here yet and it can bring anything. You know, I could sit here right now very, very healthy, very fit, being like, Okay, I'm gonna invest some money in this. I gotta do this for my business. I want to do this. I want to do these. I want to do all these things. That's the focus. And then if I lost my leg tomorrow, my main focus might be just to walk again. Right? So if you put it in perspective, it's so important to like really get down to the nitty gritty of life and what it is that we're, we're doing. I mean, because at the end of the day, your body, your, 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 your brain is just like, I just want to breathe and pump your heart. It really doesn't care about anything else you do. Um, and we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people, other people's failures, other people's successes, other people's, uh, thoughts, other people's opinions, other, what other people are doing. Do you, what is it that you enjoy, you know, encompass everything that brings you joy and brings you excitement and brings fulfillment and encompass all of that into your life at some form or another, make time for it all. You know, we're, a lot of us are family people here. You know, I, you know, I look at Blake, he's almost 18 years old. Like what in the hell happened? Great kids, smart. You know, we have our, our, our father son time. You know, I have time that I, I, I wish I could spend more time with my parents, obviously with the social distancing, it isn't as much. We do a little backyard thing that we, it's kind of funny, but anyway. Um, and, and just be mindful of all of those things that bring you fulfillment. I mean, we all, yes, we need money to survive. We need to make that. But I think that's just one of those underlying things that, that's there or it's not there. And it, it, it ultimately, when you do what you love or you follow the passions that are in front of you and you look at the long term, you look at maybe what does that look like to have potentially have great great grandkids right do I want to be there do I want to be healthy do I want to be moving like I move now 20 30 years from now is it possible 100% it's possible anything is possible but we play the odds again with with life right so anyway I think I've ranted enough on this particular episode of the podcast to so just to recap what we talked about we talked about testosterone and obesity again the more adipose tissue we add on Fat cells will metabolize testosterone into estrogen. Then it's perpetual. The more fat you have on your body, the lower testosterone levels you have. The lower testosterone have levels you have, the more fat you put on your body. So they, it's like a big circle. It just goes like this. If you guys can see my fingers, it's like this. It's like this. So go this way. Get rid of body fat. Increase testosterone. And then you have, you can have tons of sex. Procreate, I should say. Be more politically correct second of all we talked about food intolerances we discussed um what foods you could potentially be eating that are healthy that may not be serving you because you have an intolerance maybe it's distended gut you're getting bloated uh you're you're having diarrhea i always say like look at your poop um food journaling Record those things, how you feel when you eat particular foods, 
eliminate one food at a time. So if you're feeling like shit, go through the particular foods that you eat that maybe you eat on a regular basis, eliminate one, go a period of time, a week, a couple days, see how you feel. Still feeling bloaty and shitty? Eliminate another piece of food until you figure out what that is. But most importantly, go see a physician, tell him all the issues, bring him your food journal, get taken to a dietitian potentially, because a lot of food intolerance, like gluten, things like that, people may not really know what's going on. Um, so we kind of, we want to use the process of elimination. We want to use food journaling. We want to know when that is. We want to, rec- we want to know what our poop looks like. Record that stuff. I know guys, it could be embarrassing for some of you. It's not for me. I look at my poop every day. And, um, you, you know, use those markers. You go into a doctor and you say, hey man, I've been having diarrhea for three weeks. I'm bloated. I'm feeling like crap. I am eating these particular foods all day. I'm not sure what it is. It's a good starter. It's a good place to start, Right. You know, hopefully he's not going to throw a bunch of pill at you, but you know, and, and you can be mindful of that. You can tell the the doctor, you know, listen, I'm I'm currently working with a maybe a, a nutritional coach, or I'm I'm trying to improve my lifestyle. I'm trying to do things healthier. Have that conversation. I have that conversation with my doctor. I'm like, hey, I'm a health coach. Uh, can you tell me? You know, I get my blood work done on a regular basis because I want to know that all the markers that I promote, like high HDL levels, low LDL levels. Uh, if you don't know what those are, that's your lipid dense, uh, hype. See, I can't even say it now. I can't even say it. High density lipoproteins. So LDLs are the ones that, uh, formulate sclerotic plaque in the arteries, which build up, make your arteries really small. And then you do one of those at some point unknowingly. So we want high HDL. It clears out the arteries. We, we want to reduce low LDLs. So I get that, that panel done. I also get a fast blue, uh, blood glucose level how's my insulin working um very important testosterone levels all that stuff and my testosterone levels are good they're real good they're good good they're like 15 years younger good i i do this yes for me to measure but i also do it for you guys to understand that the shit that i'm spewing out isn't just uh just for talk, it, it it's 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 um, something I'm passionate about. It's something that I've I've really picked up on, and it has so changed my quality of life. Like completely changed my quality of life, the way I live, the way I, I conduct myself around other people. I'm I'm just a calmer, more relaxed um, person. You know, I have lower anxiety levels. I have I've managed stress better, I think, than I did before. Um, and I think that's ultimately important as well. I think stress has a big thing to do with with function of your heart and your lungs and your organs and your brain and everything else. The lower your levels of stress, the, the better your body is going to be to function. We talk about that fight or flight response or our sympathetic or parasympathetic nervous system. You know, as human beings, an evolutionary standpoint, those responses are for, you know, the, the, the increase of... Um, endorphin or uh, adrenaline uh, or that stress marker was when we were in danger. It was our body telling us, you know, I'm going to give you that extra boost you need to get the fuck out of here because that big old wolf or that big old tiger's chasing you. And then we look at the parasympathetic nervous system. You know, we just ate a big meal. We're going to relax. We're feeling tired. We're going to sleep. We're just going to take it easy. We're going to let the body kind of repair itself. Nowadays, it's like your boss came in the office and yelled at you, boom, you know, fucking the blood pumping, right? That response is not supposed to go up and down 500 times a day. And unfortunately for most of us, that's what happens. Continually goes up and down. Um, And that added stress wears on the body. I hope you guys got some good information out of this. Uh, I love doing this. Every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Central Time, Q&A. So go into the Facebook. I will post another, ask me a question. Ask anything related to health, fitness, mindset, anything you guys want to know, anything you're curious. Again, a lot of these are subjective. Some of them are very science-based when we talk these things. Um, You know, at the end of the day, when it comes down to coaching, it is a big science experiment. It is uh, me understanding you and how you work, but more importantly, you understanding you. And I think a lot of us, from somebody who came from being very overweight, um, didn't know what that really meant. 
didn't really understand who I was and how my body worked and how how things function. It's kind of fucked up to say because we live in our bodies, but a lot of us don't have that. So, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, again, thank you guys. Uh, we're going to do the Friday for Fathers. I'll be pre-recording an episode tomorrow that will come out Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Central Time. This particular episode will air Monday at 6 a.m. Mountain Central Time, so you guys can catch the, a new podcast every Monday or Friday. I also do a live video on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. with uh, Mr. Chad Johnson. It's called the Teachable Tuesday. We talk everything politics, economics, health, fitness, mindset, anxiety, stress, anything and everything. It's a great conversation. We have other people out where we're, we're getting people from all facets of life involved in this. It's really uh, something that I think is a lot of fun. And then you guys can catch me on Instagram uh, Mondays at 1 p.m. for a workout and Fridays at 1 p.m. for a workout. So we have lots of content that we can bring you guys, lots of fun stuff. Join in. I'm trying to do the pre-recording on the Instagram stuff from the stories. I know Instagram's kind of limited to like 15 minutes now, so I may be converting those to YouTube at some point in time when I get off my lazy ass and decide to open up that door. Thank you guys again for for tuning in. Um, You guys can go to the bottom of the show notes, uh, check out the private Facebook group uh, where we discuss topics you guys can chat back and forth about your questions or concerns videos workout stuff if you're interested in one-on-one coaching you can dm me you can get uh on my website at www.fitfunfather.com hit the join us button there'll be an application form on there that you can go through and just kind of get a better idea of your goals and aspirations and whether it's a good fit before we get on a phone call and, and and go from there What else is there to say? It's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, and I'm going to tell you right now, people, I am grateful. I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for everything that I have. I am who I am. I am nobody else other than me. I am trying to be my biggest fan, and you guys should be your biggest fan as well. You should look up to you first and foremost, and if you're not, aspire to look up to that person you want but that person is you. Does that make sense? You know, like if you if you have these these goals of of being fitter, uh, being more wealthy, being closer to your family, envision what you look like in that presence and strive towards that. Be consistent, be honest with yourself and just drive forward. It's a journey, it's a process. There is no end results in anything we do. Um we just continue on. So thank you guys again for, for joining in Facebook Live. Thanks again for joining the podcast. Uh, I get a lot of pleasure out of doing this. I think this is super fun. And we will see you guys on the next one.